Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. What is up? Field Street Forum Radio is on the air. Wednesday, August 24th. A little after 8 p.m., time for Field Street Forum Radio, where we talk Georgia football, Georgia recruiting, Georgia everything. I'm your host, The Real Dre, joined, as always, by Jason Harry Dahl. What's up? What? Oh. Not much, man. Just watching a little SEC Network with a Georgia preview on. Uh... Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think I can make the whole show. I have to watch the dogs. <laughs> I'll record this one for later, and then I don't think I'm going to record the uh, 2015 season in 60 minutes. So I lived through that one once. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to see that one again, man. It'll show the uh, greatest quarterback of all time in Georgia history. <laughs> hey, and he's a returning starter too. Come on. Evidently. <laughs> returning anyway. I don't know about the starter part this year. We'll see. But, you know what? tough one, dude, because Kirby Smart didn't give him crap away. Oh, I know it. You know what's good, dude? We are in game week for college football to start. Oh. Friday night, baby. Hawaii and Cal kick it off in Australia. (laughs) Hey, I guarantee you I watched the whole thing. Heck yeah. <laughs> as soon as I get home from the high school games, I'll I'll flip it on and watch it to the end, most like if I don't fall asleep. Yeah, I guarantee I'll watch the whole thing. Oh, man. I haven't heard, I mean, I don't know, we hadn't mentioned this name in a while, but old Demetrius Robertson. I don't know if he's getting any. I was any... just thinking about it. I get to see, all the, see what old D-Rob can do. Yeah, if he's getting any put, I'd have, you'd think he'd have to be one of their top receivers, I would say. I don't know how much they had returning, but. I certainly don't have a much. Well, I guess they got that Texas Tech transfer, but I don't know if he's going to be the number one pick in the NFL. But we'll see. I hope he does good, man. Yeah, I don't care whatever. Well, his brother's in the ocean, but I hope he does good. <laughs> hey, little brother, we might might be showing up in Athens in a couple of years, anyways. Hopefully. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that, should I? <laughs> Well, supposedly he doesn't have much to do with, with him, though, does he? As far as his recruitment. Nah, 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 nah. Um, but, yeah, man, off and the weird thing is it's usually like a FCS game that starts everything off, but even those aren't even starting until next week. So it's a full-on Division One game. Wow, well, screw that. We're watching D-Raw, baby. Finally. We'll find out about his brother's modeling career at halftime. <laughs> Oh, man. What what to talk about tonight? Well, first off, I guess, hopefully we will have uh, one guest joining us. Be one uh, Jaleel Irvin. Did you ever get a time on him? Or? You know, I didn't. I need to check and see if he messaged me back. 
right. We'll figure that out. Hopefully we get him on in the first hour. If not, we'll figure something out. Uh, tentatively, second hour was going to be our uh, Know Thy Enemies segment that we season preview that we tend to do where we kind of preview each of the opponents that Georgia has on their on their schedule this year. Uh, myself. You're the sorry suckers. Then old Chevy Dog will be calling in as well to break down some of the teams. He really, he definitely enjoys it because he's the one that always brings it back up. To, to oh, heck yeah, dude. Remind us, when, remind us so make sure we got to get it in. I always forget about it. Oh, I love it. I love it when he does it. Yeah. Um, My boy put some research in it, too. Yeah, exactly. The well, game well, is like, what's up? <laughs> I was going to say, we do all the opponents except for usually the hopeful cupcakes, anyway, with uh, Nickel State this year, and I guess Louisiana Lafayette was the other one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my boy, my boy Chevy put some research in his too, man. Oh yeah. You, you give me mine, I'll be like, well, oh, screw Auburn, they're losing. <laughs> screw Auburn, they're losing that one too. Auburn sucks. I like trucks. <laughs> Chevy be going through the quarterback, the running back, and man, I mean, he puts, I mean, he puts it into it. It's really good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we got our boy on there. Um, well, how about this? How about any talk, word from camp? Look, sounds like Ethan's still running with the ones. Man, you ain't getting nothing from camp. Yeah. At least some of the reporters are saying it anyway. At least that's in the, what, 10-minute, 15-minute segment? No, what was that, man? They had, to, they had to peek from the buses on the way back because what they do is uh, they shuttle them on a bus, you know, to the practice fields, millage practice fields or whatever it is. Uh-huh. And uh, and so when it's time to go, they're just like, get on the bus. You got to leave. And so they had to peek from the bus when Georgia started the 7-on-7. Seven seven. And for, like, the few seconds that they were on the bus before it left, Jacob Eason was running with the ones. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's confirmation enough for me. I don't know about everybody else. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing against them because, I mean, we always – you know, we're not there. I mean, I'm in freaking Columbus. I'm not in Athens. So, you know, we always retweet their stuff when they're there. So, right. nothing against right. them. But, you know, Kirby ain't giving away anything. Right. Um, I'm glad for it. I think, I think yeah. we're all going to find out who the starter is the first play, first offensive play of the game, along with everybody else. And I don't blame them one bit. Right. Yeah, I don't know that uh, – I don't know that we'll know for sure, you know, until the starting quarterback trots out on the field of the Georgia Dome. But I do think this, I do think at least two quarterbacks will play. Well, no I mean, and what, I do, no matter I what. Think, I do think it's pretty obvious Ethan's going to get play a time in the game. Right. I mean, that's, that's fairly obvious, and it's fairly obvious they're preparing him to be the man probably this year sometime. Right. But uh, we did. I was a couple of days ago, did an article on it, and, I mean, I, I would never just sit and trash one of our guys, but I think everybody knows I'm not the biggest Ethan. Uh, Ethan. I'm not the biggest Lambert fan in the world, but we did an article talking about it might be best for Lambert to start. Yeah. 
you know, you don't want to throw the freshman in there and from the get go and mad and the dog and everybody's going nuts and yeah. opening game or college football and I mean especially you can screw up up more than you can help them. Yeah, especially if you hopefully can jump out to a little bit of a lead too would be nice. Well, I mean, bring, run, bring run the damn ball, man. Right, right. And speaking of, according to some tweets, I guess from uh, some of the Georgia media, uh, Dog Post had Nick Chubb practicing without a knee brace, which sounds great to me. Um, what else? Jacob East, according to, again, we kind of talked about that, still showing rotation drills, but Eason getting the number one reps. Uh, I guess Kirby at his uh, press conference had quite a few little tidbits of information as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. I think uh, everybody, a lot of them have been talking about Julian Rochester lately, how good he looked. Yeah. And that's kind of I mean, expected. That's, that's more than just now. Like, I mean, Kirby Smart said something today, but then, like, the players said something yesterday. I mean. Yeah. I mean, he's getting play- – you expect him to get playing time, but I don't know if you expect him to be a huge, you know, disruptor or playmaker, which is what it sounds like Kirby's talking about. Now, how much of that is – you know, him saying, trying to motivate, or how much is it? Is you know, is it really what he's seeing, or you know, what I'm saying, you know, you just never know. Well, I mean, usually when they <clears throat> mention them like that, and pressers for motivational purposes, usually it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually it's not like, oh, yeah, he's doing great. He's, he's just, you know, they don't really hold their hand like that through the pressers. Usually it's like, well, he could be great if he would do this, this, and this. Right. Like even yeah. Trent Thompson, they were like, you know, Trent Thompson did this, and he'd be like all world or, you know, whatever. Right, right. Uh, yeah, Mark Weiser tweeted out, Kirby Smart said, Rochester has done everything we've asked him to do, but didn't say def- definitively that he's able to play in the opener. I, I kind of think he's going to play, most likely, but I don't know. I can almost guarantee he's going to play. Yeah. I think Ledbetter might even play. Yeah, I do, too. Um, you know, the only kind of, thing he's really said about Ledbetter is you'd be surprised how many games he's suspended. Right. <clears throat> and if it's the normal UGA that we all have grown to know and love, it would be the second... You know, even though it was dropped, it would be the second fall or whatever you want to call it, and that's four games. Right. But then nobody would be surprised by that because that's normal Georgia. So, I mean, it's either like half a season or the whole season or like way less than four if it's, you know, if, that, if that's really true and it's really going to surprise us. Right. And I, I, um, think, I, think, I think he might play. Yeah. How about uh, – Another true freshman, Solomon Kinley, getting some pub at the press conference. Talking about how he showed improvement in the last scrimmage. Yeah, I think I think he might be in line for a red shirt. Even still? Yeah, I do. I think so. I think Ben Cleveland probably will, to be honest. Yeah. Basher said that uh, 
Kirby said Kenley, Baker, and Bynum are working themselves into the seven, eight, and nine spots on the O line. I think I think you probably see more like uh, probably Baker because you know he he had started off what in the spring maybe. I don't think he was. I don't know if it was fall too. No, at least part of the spring he was running first team left tackle. Right, Baker was, and so yeah, I could I could see him. You know, after after putting like Sims or Galliard in at guard and moving Win to left tackle. You know, after that, I I could see Baker being the first you know first tackle in. Right, and it sounded like. Kirby was saying that pretty much all the all the running backs are likely to get carries in the first game. So that bodes well, of course, for Holyfield's injury, uh, but also Sony Michelle, you know, which still hasn't been cleared to practice yet. But I think uh, there's been some people that's been adamant that Sony won't be back until Missouri. Yeah, really. But then there's been some that said he's playing. And, I mean, you know, I mean, if they hadn't even cleared him to practice yet, then it's really kind of all just opinion anyway. Right. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to figure out, you know, especially because, just like you said, it's not it's not along the same lines of, you know, pretty much an open book. In Athens, you know, CMR kind of, or Rick kind of, he kind of closed it down a little bit there in that last year or two, but certainly before oh, nothing, that. Oh, nothing like this, dude. Nothing like this, though. Yeah, yeah. Let me go on. I'll tell you right there. Unless he has a plan that it helps him to release some information, we're not knowing the crap. Right. It's and, all going to be, well, you know, I heard such and such from such and such, but you're not going to have a presser where Kirby Smart tells anybody anything that matters unless it helps him in some way. Right. And honestly, I don't, you can't blame anybody for, you know, running it that way. That's the way probably 90% of the other, <laughs> 90% of the other programs are run in the country. So, yeah, there's, there's some of them. I mean, he's, he's doing it. He's doing a lot closer to the saving way than a lot of people do that. Right. Which is fine. I mean, that's fine with me. Heck yeah. It's obviously worked. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, that comparison's uh, always, you know, it's always going to be there. Just like the comparison with what Rick did this year and what Kirby's, what Rick did last year and what Kirby's doing this year, that comparison is just going to stay probably the whole season until we yeah. have a second season with Kirby and we can say, okay, Kirby did this last year and then what's he doing this year? And so the same way that comparison is going to stay, the saving comparison might stay longer. You know, who knows? But, I mean, it's always going to be there, so might as well embrace it. Yeah. Do you think if he sees Saban, I mean, I know he's running his own program, of course, but do you think if he sees Saban not afraid to start a freshman quarterback, it will help him make the decision to go ahead and start Eason if, as long as Eason shows he's ready to go? Nah, I don't think so. 
And it got, I mean, man, kinda, I mean kinda, you, you know, you're going you're gonna to look at a lot of stuff the way somebody runs a program, but, I mean, you know, I mean, it's not like he's just looking at everything Saban's doing, like, oh, freshman quarterback, then I can do that too. Right. I wouldn't think it went that far. I think it's like, I mean, he's mentioned it a few times. Alabama's Alabama and Georgia's Georgia, and we got to do us. But I think the freshman will start this year. Right. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, you know, it's just, it is interesting to me how that kind of has worked out to where it's possible that folks are going to be starting true, true, true freshman quarterbacks to start the season, possibly, you know, I mean, you never know, but. Yeah, it's more Alabama related than Georgia related, but I'd like to know the last time the. Defending national champions started a true freshman the next year. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm not. I'm not sure how much that's actually happened. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I have to go back and look. Let me see if I can pull anything up. I mean, I'm uh, sure there's been plenty that was like first year starters. You know, like Richard Junior. You know, whatever. You know, there's right. plenty of that. But I mean, I don't. I was even thinking about it earlier, and I couldn't think of any, you know, where it's defending national champion starting a true freshman game one. Right. Um, about, I know we always worry about special teams, especially coming into this year. Sounds like there's still a competition with Blankenship and uh, Ham, that kicker. and But it sounds like punter-wise, uh, the one kid has kind of separated himself a little bit. Let me see. What was his name? Uh, oh, uh, talking about Marshall, I think? Yeah, Marshall. Which that's kind of a familiar name. Uh, yeah, for real. Yeah, Marshall Long. Yeah. I said, uh, we've had people say that Ham has a hell of a leg. Mm-hmm. I think it seems like Blankenship may be the more polished guy overall from just from what a general feeling I, I you know, got from the two. I think probably. Um, I will say I'm, I'm thing, interested he, to see how much uh how much a Beamer special teams like his dad. I mean, are we gonna play Beamer ball? Oh yeah. I mean that's like heck yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we can, if we can, it's just like everybody else, but if we can put it all together, you got, I mean, Kirby Smart's defense with an offense like Cheney that he builds it around the talent that he has and and put Beamer ball with it, I mean, you might be happy. Yeah. No doubt. It's just all going to be, you know, how much the coaches can drill it into these kids' heads to know know where they're supposed to be, know what they need to do, and and when to do it, you know, without thinking, without slowing down. That's the big key. And I I will say, going back to the punter real quick, keep in mind Bryce being left-footed, I think, plays to his advantage because you get that weird spin on the ball that some of the returners may not be used to, but if Long is, is doing the best job, he needs you know, he needs to win it as far as 
accuracy and 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 depth on his kicks. But but just keep that in mind about the left left foot. That that's it's kind of a funky little thing for guys to get used to that they're not really used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and I'll tell you this too. When uh, one thing that got me thinking, we're doing something a lot different on special teams is uh, Kirby was talking about Maury Smith coming over. And they asked him about picking up, you know, the defense and all that. He was like, yeah, he's fine with that. The hardest thing for him is picking up special teams. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, it's, you know, it's going to be something different than, than what Alabama's done, I can tell you that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you got to love him stepping in right away and picking everything up. You kind of figured he would, but just the way it sounds like he's really, you know, stepped in and, and not really missed a beat. I guess obviously some terminology is probably different, but other than that, he certainly knows the system having been in it for, for three years already. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to take some playing time away from somebody. Yeah. I don't know who it is, but it gives us a lot of a lot of things we can do back there, man. Right. I mean, if you look at it, okay, right now Marger's out. And we got Aaron Davis starting uh, running with the ones at the other safety next to uh, Sanders. And, I mean, you got, what, Parrish and uh, Briscoe on the outside. Just think about mm-hmm. when we go in dime. I mean, if you wanted Aaron Davis at safety, leave Briscoe and Parrish on the outside, play uh, – play Smith and uh, Rico McGraw mm-hmm. in there with them at, at, the, at the nickel dime positions or whatever. And you got six guys out there, and five of them are guys that could really play cornerback. Right. And that is something Alabama – that is something Kirby did a lot last year with Alabama. A lot of times they had nothing but corners out there on in dime coverage. Right. Or at least guys that could easily, very easily play both. Yeah. Have you heard any more about uh Roundtree getting some snaps at uh at linebacker? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, a lot of a lot of even the players, a lot of them are talking about him. Hmm. And, you know, he's gonna have to I mean, obviously he's gonna have to probably put a little bit of weight on. Right. But uh but they said they said he's been running around and sticking his head in the air and who was it? I can't remember which player it was in the interview said, uh was like, Okay, he's coming up to linebacker you know, the first thing he's going to struggle with is putting his head in there against the guard and, you know, going toe-to-toe with him. He's like, he's, he just put his head in there and went at it. <laughs> so, so he definitely doesn't mind the contact. Right. And I would imagine, I mean, we're pretty thin right there. I mean, you got, you know, what, Roquan Smith. You got uh, the Tress Patrick and Reggie Carter. And then after that, well, we're pretty thin, so he he might see some time on the field. Probably maybe mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And anytime you can get your best, you know, your best athletes out there, that was what he was kind of known for in high school, just being the best athlete out on the field, practically. Well, yeah, uh, and even his senior year, they uh, they moved him up in the box a decent bit, even his senior year, because you know they got a new coach. Hmm. And uh, at his at his high school, and so they they moved him up in the box a lot then. 
I will say this. I've got one thing. I know they're they're thin at, at inside, but I just I, I'm getting tired of hearing. It's like they, I don't know, and I think I've mentioned it before. I'm sure, but like I heard McElroy on on Sirius XM today talking about Georgia. How he thinks they can be pretty good, but he just feels like that we're just so average at the linebacker spot, and I I just mm-hmm. I I just don't buy it, man. I really I don't. think they're gonna be shocked. I mean, hey, speaking I think, speaking of McElroy, he was the only one. Between him and uh, Booger and the other guy that picked us to lose to North Carolina. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, he was the only one that picked us to lose. Right now, they got us beating North Carolina, Nichols, and Missouri, losing to Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't buy that. I think they're forgetting who Ole Miss plays the week before, too. And they got us losing to Tennessee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, any of it could happen, but I just think we're getting a little. I think they're treating this as a typical new coach coming in. I do too. I do too. Instead of instead of a coach replacing a, a team that yeah a team that won ten games last year, they they went pretty quick on us beating uh, Missouri, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. That was pretty much <laughs> like yeah, they'll beat them. Yeah. Another on I mean, Florida. But honestly, look, I love I love. Jordan Jenkins, you know, and if Mr. Jenkins hears this or listens, there's no question Jordan's one of my favorite dogs. I love Leonard Floyd and what he brought to the field. We know other folks that love Leonard Floyd too, but how, if you sit there and look at Lorenzo Carter and Davin Bellamy on the field and just just as people, you know, as, as players or, or athletes, they, they, to me, they are just they. They may even be more athletic than the two guys that we had last year. Yeah, I think I think they're probably more athletic. I think it's more of the unknown than it is anything. You know, Patrick's still kind of an unknown to everybody. Bellamy's kind of an unknown. You know, I mean, because Bellamy got he got some good playing time last year. Carter Carter did take a step back. I mean, there's no they had us losing to Florida, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they were they were split on Florida, and then the the main dude, whatever his name is, which I don't even know who he is, so you see how much he matters. <laughs> but I don't see him beating North Carolina and Florida, so we'll just make him lose to Florida. Oh, please. Anyway, um, I could I could see, I don't know. I could maybe see, and which probably getting ahead of ourselves, ah, it's rough to see us losing back-to-back to Ole Miss and Tennessee. I guess it's possible. I mean, both yeah. of them would be ranked higher. Right, but I don't I mean, know. I even, think I think I think we beat Florida. But go back and look at Ole Miss over the past couple of years. When, what is the game that they usually lose? Is the game after Alabama? Yep. I mean, a they get physically beat up, but also they get drained mentally because they put everything. Everybody. I mean, let's be honest. Pretty much everybody puts everything they have into beating Alabama right now. If if Especially they were if you're here, I'd be much, I'd be a lot more confident about it. I'm, I don't know. I go back and forth on that game a lot. I mean, if, if they if they had if they had had if they had have had Greg Little and uh, whoever the defensive end is that they brought in to replace 
Kim Dietschy, if they had had them on campus and redshirted them even or had them play in some of their freshmen, I could I could maybe see where people are coming from. But right now, I just don't see true freshmen yeah, stepping I mean, in and Ole Miss not missing a beat. I really I think I think Little's going to be really good, but, I mean, he he in tones all, I can promise you that. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to get third-year production out of a true freshman. I mean, he'll be good, yeah, like you said, but I – and I don't even know how if he's as polished as Tunsil was as a true freshman, you know? No, Tunsil was like the perfect size for a left tackle. I mean, just perfect. I mean, yeah. as much as we hate his guts. I just I go back and forth, man. I think I still think we beat Florida because look at Florida. Look at what Florida had to do last year to beat us. It was, I mean, it's two things. We were all screwed with the quarterbacks, and right for some reason started balling, and then. Uh, I mean, I had to run the ball down our throats, and and, and I think I think this run. year, I think this year with Kirby, I think he's not going to protect that secondary as much, mm-hmm. and, and I think we might drop a little bit. I mean, you were number one last year, so you have to, yeah, unless you stay at one. But I think we might drop a little bit there, but I think we'll be better in uh, stopping the run. Right. Hopefully, scoring defense too. Um, yeah, yeah, I think I think I think we'll improve in both of those areas. But I mean, I think, really, I honestly, we beat Florida because I mean they'll have Del Rio, but I mean they're still not going to just go and air it out with anybody, right? And they're, they're really last relying, year, they're you know they're going to rely on that big JUCO running back, right? And I mean, God, the one Auburn got last year was supposed to be all world. No longer we see what happened with him. Yep. And this oh, guy isn't supposed to be as good as that as uh what's his face the one to Auburn. Right. He got kicked off. Uh looks like we may have our guest here, Jason. Hold on. First let me see who we have. Hill Street Forum Radio, who do we have? It's Jaleel Irvin. Hey Jaleel. I mean I saw Michigan on the on the in the box, so I, I kind of assumed that was probably you, but I always wanted to Make sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, How are you doing this evening? I'm good, and you? Good, good. Thank you for joining us on Field Street Forum Radio. Um, talking with uh, Drayton and then uh, Jason, the other guy that you were talking with on, on Twitter a little bit, I guess. He's on here Hello. as well with us. Hello, guys. Hello, guys. Hey, what's going on? Nothing much. Well, Jaleel, I guess uh, you kind of made some, some news a couple days ago or yesterday with, uh, you know, decommitting from Michigan. Uh, yeah, kind of yeah. talk to us a little bit about that. And, and obviously being from Michigan, I guess, that was kind of really, you know, kept them in, still keeping them in your top five. Yeah. But what was it about Michigan that you that you liked enough to commit, but then also what were the reasons for the decommitment? Um, I committed to Michigan because, like you said, they're my hometown, and I love everything about them. And, you know, families up there, so I could really be close to them again. But basically, I decommitted because I just wasn't feeling any love anymore. Like, they weren't answering calls or anything like that. And I had <laughs> country looking at me, so I was like, why would I stay committed to a school that's not showing any interest, basically? So right. I just committed. I just decommitted and just opened it back up, take my time. I won't be committed to another school until my senior year anyway, so I'll probably be back at that. Gotcha. Um, 
what are you what are you looking for in a school? More of a like a family type atmosphere or yeah, what, definitely what situation there. Okay. I just I need to feel comfortable with the coaching staff and my mother. Like we like I think her like basically home, basically home, like another home, basically, basically, and that I walk and play education, but I just. Basically, comfortability. That that's basically a big thing to me. Comfortability. Mm-hmm. And what type of are you looking for a particular? I mean, do you have a preference on what type of scheme that your 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 school of choice runs? I mean, do you do you prefer an up tempo, or are you more of a pro style that you would like, or what are your thoughts there? Oh, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I play football. I play football. Right. That's all. I just play football. Like, I'm not the type of kid that's really in the stars and all that good stuff. Like. People tell me when I'm ranked. I don't even look at it. I just play ball. I just go hard. That's all I try to do. Right. Yeah, being class of 2018, you got a little bit of a little bit of time to work with and and take your time on your you know take visits and unofficial unofficial and just take your time with it and see how it goes. You know. Yeah, of course, of course. Hey, Joe, how how long ago did you guys move down from uh, Detroit? Um, we moved down here when I was six, and I just turned 16 about two months ago. I turned 16 in June. Well, shoot, man. You, you've been down here longer than, than you was up there, so you're, you're yeah. an official Georgia guy now. But before, <laughs> but before, um, before um, you know, high school football started out, I'd be up there all the holidays, all the summer. But I just stopped going about a couple of years ago. That's when I just stopped going. Right, right. Oh, yeah. But, you said your grandparents were up there still? Yeah, grand. My entire family. I'm the only um part of my family that's down here. I'm the only part. Oh, okay. So, what brought you guys down to Georgia? Um, it was my mom. You know, she wanted to try something new, and um, she wanted to get from Detroit. She didn't like she didn't like the weather and all that good stuff, and yeah, she wants she wants to try something new. Get get down south and see how it is down here. Cool deal. Well, we certainly appreciate that so far. <laughs> I, know, I know Stevenson High School appreciates that right now. Oh yeah, uh, they they probably love you. <laughs> Tell me this: how 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 is your guys' season? Have you guys started already? I'm sure. Or your Stevenson um, High? Yeah, we started. Um, we started last week versus Cedar Grove. We lost to Cedar Grove, um, 34-23. We played this week against Mill Creek, so hopefully we come out with a W against them. Okay. All right, now, you, I guess you saw them playing against Colquitt this past yeah. week? Yeah, I was at the game. I was at the game. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What's your What are your thoughts on, on them, how they looked against Colquitt? Um, they're very fundamental. They like mm-hmm. to get out, they'll get out to you and basically test you. And you got, for us to go against them and have a chance to get them, you have to We'd be on our P's and Q's and, um, you know, give our best shot. And just their, de- their defensive line is really good, too. Like, really good. Their DNs are really good. You know, right. They use a lot of stuff. So, I just got to um, I gotta um, do my job and just get my best. Get my, move my feet, do everything I got to do. Mm-hmm. They're the kind of team that, that's, you know, obviously really talented, but they also, you know, they don't really beat themselves. You have to go out and make the plays to, to do it, seems like. Right. Very well coached team. Yeah. Uh, tell me this. I guess 
of course, after the decommitment, we saw a few more offers go out, and you received the offer from from Georgia. What what did that mean to you to to get an offer from Georgia? Um, actually, it was pretty shocking. Oh, really? So, yeah, I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't really expecting it. But I, t- I went to a camp down there in the summer, and I talked to Coach Pittman, and he was saying, he said they'll come after me. I was junior year. I, was just, I didn't think it would be that quick. Right. I, I didn't think it would be that quick. What's your What's your thoughts on on Coach Pittman? He is he your main recruiter at Georgia, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But I he he's like a real he's a real good coach. He's a real mm-hmm. coach. He clearly, clearly doing his job with recruiting. Clearly getting all the top guys in the country from Zeta Grove. From Zeta Grove, they got two um linemen from there. They got mm-hmm. all the in the country. So he's doing a good job. He's a good coach. Yeah, and has a good, you know, reputation for getting guys in the league and everything too. So, yeah. Hey, what was what was it like playing against? The, well, I know you know you're on the offensive line, but did, did the defensive guy say anything about going against those big boys? I mean, it is very often in high school you got two, three hundred fifty pounders on the same line. <laughs> yeah, not that often, but they didn't say anything about it. They they now yeah, they put them on the line though. They, Oh my God, those boys are hard to move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. How much have you gotten over to Athens very often, or other than for camp, I guess? Or? Um, my freshman and well, last year, well this year and last year, I went to a camp. But my mom, well, basically, like they're they're not they're not blood family, but they're like really close, like, we're really family. They're not, okay. like, blood, but, but um, they, one of the women, they played for Georgia basketball, Wanda Johnson, and that's, like, my second mom, like, love her to death, and okay. we teach, and she really liked Georgia, like, I've always been with her for basketball stuff, so, like, always, like, I knew the old basketball court coach, I always had courtside seats to watch the girls play, so, I've been up there plenty of times, it's one of the okay. minutes, away, so, pretty good. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a fun little place, man. I'll tell you, uh, great food. I'm I'm guessing you you like to eat too. Uh, what, what's your what's your go to meal? Either some pasta or I want some steak. Pasta or, or steak. Yep, but I do one of the two. <laughs> I do one of the two. I don't blame you there. Uh, being a 2018 kid, are, are there some other recruits in that class that you've kind of maybe bonded to a little bit or gotten to know real well on camps or visits or things like that? Um, well, you know, Dylan Warner, that's my boy. That's like my, that's my brother. And um, before, he, well, we still we still talk about him, but he transferred to Tucker, you know. So I'm real, I'm real close to him, but. Um, at the Robert Unclass, I've talked to a lot of people. I talked to Ruben, Eugene, and some other offensive linemen. I'm really cool. I'm cool to a couple of people. Mm-hmm. So, you guys talk a good bit about trying to find the right school together or anything? Or Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I was me at the time of Michigan. I was like, oh, aren't you committed to Michigan? I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm committed. Yep, yep, yep. Uh-huh. Man, right. 
I kind of feel bad for Michigan. They're kind of having some some bad luck this week, man. Yeah, they are. They. I think another person just um had to leave the school or something like that. He was suspended indefinitely, and he like left the school. Yeah, they had they had uh, they had you decommitted, Aubrey Solomon decommitted, the 2017 guy from South Georgia. Yeah, and then they had somebody else decommit. Yeah, I think it got. I think it was a lineman from uh, from Ohio, like Cleveland. Or... I think so. And then they had uh, they had another player transfer, and now they got the. Uh, he was one of the top athletes in last year's class. Like, like you said, decided to transfer. So I was like, man, they just have some bad luck this week. Yeah, I was like, Harbaugh probably ready for the season to start or something. <laughs> What what is what is Harbaugh like? We see all these all this grandiose stuff going on with him in the in the media and everything. Is he? What's your thoughts on him as far as is he like that off camera as well? Or what yeah, do you think? he's a real fun guy, real fun guy, and he's just like his own media. I mean, exactly the same. But when it comes to the field, it's all about business and having fun. So mm-hmm. he's good. I gotcha. I will give him this. No matter how crazy people think he is, the man can coach. Yeah. Yeah, he he knows what he's talking about. Quarterbacks and everything. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He just oh, has yeah. fun. He just has fun with it. You're, you're obviously a youngster, but I, I remember playing in the NFL, and he was <laughs> he was kind of a – he wasn't like top five quarterbacks, but he was, he was always one of those guys that seemed like he would – Win the game at the end. He had a couple of ga- couple of years in a row in the playoffs where he had some crazy, crazy wins at the end. But he, uh, yeah, he he keeps Michigan in the in the press. That's for sure. Right. But it's all for the good reasons. It's all for good reasons. Oh yeah. Just trying, just trying to bring attention back to Michigan because you know people kind of kind of hard to get up there. You know it's cold and all that, so they don't want to deal with that. But right. Oh, the move. Some of this, Jalil, uh, what do you feel like your, is your strengths on the field and also what are what are some of the things that you still want to work on? Um, when it comes to the field, I feel like my best assets are, I guess, my jump off the ball. Mm-hmm. I jump off the ball. And, um, I have uh, quite a few. I have good feet, but I feel like I can still work on that. I have good feet. But another thing, like in pad breaks, I've been so aggressive and lunging. And that's not like work on. This is this young space because, you know, he's going to try to get a series, he's trying to get back, get, get locked on to him. But that's nothing I can work on. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, you you have a preference over run blocking and pass blocking right now? Do I have a preference? Yeah. Um, I'll pipe for a run blocking. I can just be physical with someone without any right. relation. I can just be just dog them. It's all pretty simple when it comes to run blocking. Right. But, yeah. I mean, this is how I am. <laughs> Good so, we're, we're talking with Jaleel Irvin, 2018 offensive lineman. Right now, 6'3", 270. Is that still accurate? Uh, I'm almost six four, but I'm two eighty now. All right, uh, we'll have to let twenty four seven know. <laughs> so yeah, six four two eighty offensive lineman from Stevenson High School. Uh, 
been down here in Georgia for about 10 years now and moved from, from Detroit, Michigan. Because, um, you know, with us being a Georgia show, that's that's our main focus. But are there any players over in Athens that you're kind of familiar with? I guess you had the the kind of the second mom that you were talking about earlier that, that went to school at Georgia. Is there any other players that are currently in school that you kind of know? Um, not at the most. Not at the most. I haven't really had a chance to talk to people. No, I'm not to go and visit talk to the coaches and watch them practice and stuff. That's all I really do. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Good deal, good deal. Yeah. I mean, how about this? With you having an extra year, do you, have, do you already have a an idea in mind of what you want to major in in college? Sports medicine. Sports medicine. Forensic. Gotcha. And are you going to go through your senior year, or you, is there a possibility of early enrollee, or what? Um, I'll try, I'm going to try to early enroll. I'm trying to try to get early enroll. But if I can't get it, I'll just come in the summer and just work out it. But when I come to college, I'm trying to compete, compete, compete to play. That's the main goal, trying to compete to get in and get some early playing time. I just got to be working in the weight room and get stronger and just improve myself. Right. How about uh, is there a school that you that is really recruiting you the most right now? Um, I do, I talk to Florida a lot. Oh, okay. Talk to Florida, but I if I could say I want another offer from another school, I probably say I want offer from Florida. Auburn or Tennessee, Tennessee. Those are right. inter- I'm interested in. And USC has another one. And USC. Uh, Southern Cal or South, South Carolina? Southern, Southern Cal. Southern Cal. Southern okay. Cal. Just making sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell me this. I know you. I mean, you're obviously in, heavily involved with some major schools. What's kind of the? I mean, it's gonna. It's probably gonna increase even more, most likely. Be ready, but uh, what, what's kind of been, what's kind of the part that you like the most about recruiting, and what's some things that you wish you could kind of change? Um, I guess that's what I can enjoy about recruitment is like, I mean, when I was younger, I didn't really know about football. I was just out there playing. So, mm-hmm. I talk to people that you know that are, that have coached in the NFL and in college and. Now what it takes to get you to the next level, that means a lot to me. Just take your visits. But if I could change one thing, it would probably be, like, all the attention on us, like, when, like, adults and stuff, like, when you decommit and, like, how they feel. Like, I decommitted all over my Twitter. Is my man said, why did you just say you didn't want to go to Michigan anymore? You, you just decommitted to get off from Georgia. But I'm like, y'all not y'all aren't in my house, so y'all don't know what's my reasoning behind my decommitment. This is the first um station or interview I've done where I've described why I decommitted. Like no one even knew. So right. me start trying to make it seem like I just decommitted just because it's not like that. You have to know what really happened. Yeah, people get I mean well, yeah, a lot of people do it but 
some people just get too wrapped up into being offended by what a kid does, you know? I mean, right. They don't they're not the ones that are living that kid's life. They have to, you know, just bear with it and see what they can do. I mean, let let the kid make the decision he feels is best for him and 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 deal with it and wish him the best, you know? But yeah, no. Man, yeah. you get these you get these folks out here that they ain't got nothing else better to do, and they associate so much with these teams, man. That I mean, they, they take it personal if somebody decommits or you know if the team loses. You know, it's automatically the quarterback sucks, and you know this and that fire the coach. You know, I mean, they take it personal, man. Yeah, but y'all are in that does now. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's not, it's not even your place to judge these kids, man. Right. That, that's that was just kids to try to make a decision for a betterment of our lives. Exactly. Right. But, exactly. Okay. Well, so, being from Detroit, are you all Detroit fan as far as professional teams or like NFL oh. Lions and Tigers and Pistons or what? Or Red Wings? Uh, not really. <laughs> All right. I used to the Lions and they were actually decent, but right. Yeah, no, they don't. Broke my heart, especially, <laughs> especially when, especially when Calvin Johnson was fired. That really broke my heart. Oh yeah. yeah Another me. Georgia guy. Yeah. For from state of Georgia, I should say. Um, uh, yeah, he. Tell me this: as as younger guys, and and you see players that maybe retire maybe with a couple of years left, does that kind of does that kind of put that thought into your mind of maybe you don't necessarily want to play for fifteen years at, at the professional level or what what is what do you what do you guys kinda of think at, at this age right now? I, I just say fortunate enough to make it to the NFL, what what's kind of your thought would be your thought process you think? My thought process would be play until my body says no more. I uh-huh. can't go hard. I can't go hard every day, and you know, I bet I'm cheating. I'm cheating myself and the team. So, but I can't do it anymore. I just be like, gotta let it go. Gotta go mm-hmm. run you. You were blessed to get where you were. So, mm-hmm. then move on. So I go to college yep. to get it. But when it happens, you'll be safe. Right. Do you think? I mean, obviously, sports management would be your. Your your major, do you think would coaching be in your in your blood? Do you think, or is that? Mm, I've thought about it. I think I, yeah. I think I'd be a good coach. Right. I'm very like picky and savvy about what I about what I like need to do, what the person needs to do on the offensive line so we can have a good game. Mm-hmm. So I think I think I'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. How about this? Do you, do you like to? Talk a little noise out on the field, or you just let your game talk for you? <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't. I don't talk smack. I, that's not my blood. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I hear you. I hear you. I'm not even all that. Right. I think that's more of the uh, that's more of the DBs and wide receivers in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, I'm not. I'm not that type of dude. Is there a, is there anybody that has given you the toughest 
match up on the field so far in, in your high school career? Anybody that st- stands out in your mind? Um, if I had to give someone that gave me the hardest matchup in high school, I have to go back to my sophomore year with we were playing Creekside. At this point, I was about 240 pounds, and I was going to get his, um, his name was something Jackson. Antoine? No, no, no. He, he went to Creekside. Um, I can't remember his first name, but he was a mauler. He he gave me the he gave me the vision. I had to, I had to work to get some. Had to work. I got you. See if I can pull him up. Um, hey, being being at uh being at Stevenson, they just have tons of D one recruits every year. Who's yeah. some uh who's some other who's some other guys with you that we need to watch out for? Um, I think I'm on the list. I say Khalil Newton. Um, Devon Gibbs. Devon Gibbs. He's our quarterback this year. He can he can throw it. He can throw. It. He's a he's a gunslinger. Um, Devon Gibbs, Miles Hanna, John Jolly, Jalen Marcinite. He's our running back, and he's not six feet, but he can throw. He can. I'm not mad. He can run. He's a mauler. He he actually had a good season last year. Yeah, I think he had some thousand yards. I think I had thousand or something if I remember correctly. He actually missed the game because of elbow injury, but. Marquise Whitmire, Michael Macon, oh Darius Perry and um, Deontay Gibson. There's our they're new starters this year for our defense. Their defensive ends and they're new, but they're very technique. Have very good technique. They're about six four, six five, and I think it's about two twenty, two twenty five. But they're good. They'd be hybrid. Talking with uh, Jaleel Irvin, I was trying to. Pull up that kid from Creekside, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to. Um, but yeah, what uh, what's kind of y'all's outlook on on the season so far? What are you you guys looking for region and, and state playoffs this year? Oh yeah, the goal's always try to win state, but mm-hmm. I know I know what we can do. We're, we're gonna be very fine this year. We're gonna be, we're gonna be fine. Yeah, tough. Sounds like a tough early schedule with Cedar Grove and then also Mill Creek. Of course, any of those schools up in Atlanta, you're gonna have to be ready every every Friday night because right. so many good schools and, and programs up in that area. How about how about the uh, how about the Tucker game? Oh, that's gonna be a good game. <laughs> that's gonna be a good game because you know my um. My boy Dylan left me, and then we had another one of my players, Aaron Sterling, Alabama commit. He went and went to um, Tucker too, so uh, you know I feel like we can go out there. I can see. But that should be a good game. That should be a really good game. Yeah, you you think you might have to go one on one with Sterling, son? Hope I do. Hope I do. Mm-hmm. And it's, what's up? No, when, no, I, when, no. I, when I went to the um, Corey Hale um, thing in the Georgia Dome last week, he was on the right side of the line. He was on the right side of the line. So, I mean, but hopefully he's to my side. I love, I love going against competition. It makes me better, so I'll be good. Yeah, I mean, going against – Going against the best should you know 
should bring out the best in you too. So, all right, all right, best thing to do. All right, Jaleel, man, I I really appreciate you joining us and coming on with us. Uh, anytime you want to come on, just hit me or Jason up, and we'll uh, we'll bring you on and talk a little bit about your recruitment and talk about maybe you talk about how your season's going and everything else. Whatever you're gonna talk about, dude, we'll bring you on and have, no have you on. No problem. Been a pleasure talking with you. Oh, do you have a uh, Twitter Twitter account or anything you want to try to get people to follow you on? Uh, my Twitter is only one underscore Lil, L-I-L. Okay. Only underscore Lil. All right. Hey, hit, hit, hit us back the week of the Tucker game, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can get you and Dylan on and see if we can get some talk going back and forth. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right. Appreciate you joining us. Good luck the rest of the season. No problem. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, good kid, man. I like him. Hopefully, we can get things to work out with him in Georgia. Good job on that one there, Jason. Um, tell you, man, all these dudes are like so well spoken. I know. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I mean, because he was a younger kid and coming from up north, and just but like I said, he's been down here longer than he's been up up there. So he's practically a Georgia guy. <laughs> yeah, if the Lions heard his feelings, he definitely moved to the wrong place for the Falcons to <laughs> kill you. <laughs> I don't know what to expect from them this year, to be honest. But, I mean, they surprised me to begin with last year, and then they just. So they fell back more into what I was expecting them to be. Let's make a bet on what to expect. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine the Saints have looked terrible, by the way, in the preseason. The Bucks are probably going to be a little better this year. You have to think the Panthers will come back to earth a little bit. Atlanta should be better. I think they're more That's talented, much but... As much as I hate them because, you know, who's the quarterback, uh, I still have to go with the Panthers, man. Oh, yeah, I think so. But I don't think they're going to go, what, 15-1 and one or 14-2, and two, though. No, I don't think so. I mean, that took a lot, a lot for them to, to get that. So, I don't know. I, I think they come back to earth a little bit, but I think they probably still, obviously, I'd be considered the favorites in the division. But we'll see. Get a couple extra wins and Never know what happens in the NFL, man. Good Lord. Let's see. Hold on. We got a call. Let me see if they're just listening. Field Street Forum Radio. Who do we have? Well, it's Blue. Hey, Blue. What's going on, homie? What the heck? <laughs> man, I was just sitting listening. You know, you had a lineman on. You knew I had to listen. <laughs> what? What? What'd we do right to get Blue on tonight? <laughs> My wife's in Atlanta, and I can hang out in the living room with Georgia on the SEC channel and listen to a a kid that I think is going to be really good. I just enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Then he, he he knows everything to say, man. He he got that part of it down. Well, and he struck me as he wasn't, you know, just giving canned answers. Right. I mean, I think he was telling you how he really felt. I mean, he didn't. I didn't catch the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what he said about the chances of Georgia getting him if he if he brought any of that up early on or not. Did did he or? Um, I think he has him 
you know, top five or whatever. You know, not really anybody above anybody. Having just decommitted, I think he doesn't really want to show his hand a whole lot. But sure. Um, yeah, he you know he wasn't like, oh God, the Georgia offers was a you know was my dream offer, and I just love the dogs and blah blah blah. He, you know, it wasn't anything like that. But, well, he, he in fact he, he said he was, he was a pretty big one. In fact, he said that he was surprised he got the offer. So I wonder why. I don't. I know. Because I mean, he is. Off, he is he's, he's a ju- rising junior, isn't he? Right. Yeah. I mean, he's awful young. Yeah. And he's but, camped here a couple of years too. So you know. Six four two eighty for a sixteen year old kid's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Oh, we got another. Oh, Chevy dog has made an appearance. Amen. What's up, Chevy? Man, we really, we really did something right. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Not a lot. Chevy. What's up, Blue? <laughs> Not much, man. <sighs> Have you all oh, ever talked about North I... Carolina? Well, we're gonna preview them a little bit tonight, actually. All of our, uh, it's our Know Thy Enemy segment for. Uh, Podcast before the before the season gets going. Um, but yeah, North Carolina. I don't know, Blue. That was one of yours, wasn't it? I mean, uh, Chevy. Yeah, yeah, that's one of mine. If you want to go ahead and start us okay. off, if you want. Yeah, we can uh, we can go through the schedule real quick. <clears throat> we all know they they open up with Georgia, of course, at the Georgia Dome. Then they go to Illinois. Then they have James Madison at home, Pittsburgh at home, at Florida State. Then Virginia Tech at home. They go to to Miami at Virginia. Then they got a bye week. Seems like that comes kind of late for them. Mm -hmm. Then Georgia Tech at home, at Duke, the Citadel. Then they finish with NC State at home. Yeah. The grand scheme of things, that's that's a pretty tough schedule. If you don't know the truth of it. Yes, yeah, it's just definitely not an easy schedule. Because you know, of course, last year they they lost the opener to South Carolina, and then they ran the table until the ACC championship game and gave Clemson a pretty good game. Yeah. Now South Carolina you go back kind and, of manhandled them, didn't they? Yeah, they they really. I mean, we thought kinda, I mean, Carolina they was going to be really offense. good after that game, I you know, thought. Were, I, I may be remembering wrong. Well, they were, you know, North Carolina was supposed to be very, you know, explosive offensively, and they just couldn't. I mean, they would drive. It seemed like they would drive from 20 to 20, but they couldn't ever punch it in the end zone. They'd have a stupid play and throw an interception or what have you. If I remember right. Yeah, that, 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 quarterback, that quarterback they had in play didn't have a very good game. In the Clemson game or the South Carolina game? South Carolina, they didn't. He didn't have a very yeah, good game. Yeah, and they stopped using Elijah Hood in that game too. Mm-hmm. They, if they'd have given him the ball, they they'd have won that game. Yeah. So, what's, so yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it was. They'd get to Elijah Hood and drive him down the field, and they get within uh-huh. the twenties or the ten, and they start throwing the ball. That's yeah. exactly what it was, and he threw it straight to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a bad game. 
But they What's kind of your – They returned seven starters on offense and seven on defense. But, you know, they got a new starting quarterback. But he's actually played in 21 games over the last two seasons. So they, they don't think they're going to miss a beat. But I don't know. We'll see. We know their run defense is kind of kind of suspect. And they got a new offensive coordinator, the one they had last year. He went to become a head coach somewhere. Okay. And um, are we going through if um, if they're going to beat Georgia? We're going to hold that off until next week. Uh, we can we we can hold off if you want. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. I got um beating Illinois, beating James Madison, Pittsburgh. Losing at Florida State, beating Virginia Tech, and losing down at Miami against Coach Rick, mm-hmm. beating Virginia, and then coming off the bye week, beating Georgia Tech, and beating Duke in the Citadel and North Carolina State. I got them going, let's see, 9-2. Nine, nine I counted the Georgia game, and 6-2 and two in conference. All right, so that's, that's basically exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, I think the only one, the only other games will be the Pittsburgh and and Virginia Tech. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pretty high on Virginia Tech, man. I don't know, I don't know if it'll be this year. Yeah. But I, I think I like they'll be the a coach, but they'll be a know, tough team mid-season. Yeah. I agree with you. Him being able to with that offense and being able to keep Hoke in 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 the fold. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good mix. Um, well, we'll see. This year may be tough. I don't. I don't know. Maybe expecting more than than I originally think. But um, of course, we had uh, Tony Gilbert on a couple, three, four weeks ago. And he, uh, he, of course, an assistant coach right now with with North Carolina, and he he seemed fairly confident that they were going to get to the point of you know being more of an SEC type of defense. Oh, wow. it, they got a ways to go, but as far as running the ball or stopping the run, mm-hmm. I should say. Yeah, they got a good pair of quarterbacks. I don't remember their names, <clears throat> but they're two of the best in the conference. Mm-hmm. I think MJ Stewart's one. He's supposed to be their uh, their star. Mm-hmm. What about uh, pass rush, you think? Will they be able to, to pressure their opponent? Uh, I don't know. I know they lost a couple guys on their front seven from last year. Mm-hmm. But as far as when they're on offense, their offensive line only gave up 1.1 sacks a year last season. Okay. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is the escapability or, or athleticism that mm-hmm. – Williams had, or how much of it is actual, you know, just straight up being able to block, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Hmm. All right. Well, good job there, Chevy. Let me, I guess I'll go ahead and, of course, we'll skip Nickel State. We should, we shouldn't have to worry about them, I hope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We move on to Missouri, which I had. And uh, last year, Missouri's offense was next to last in the in the country at points per game at just under 14 points per game. Um, like most offenses now, of course, with with uh, 
their former coach leaving due to illness and everything. They they moved up Barry Odom, the defensive coordinator, to head coach and brought in Josh Heupel as the new offensive coordinator. So, like, a lot of offenses around the country, they're going to look to go fast. Um, so, especially with Heupel as the offensive coordinator. They got Drew Locke returning as quarterback. He had a really pretty solid freshman year, I guess you could say, considering. Um but they don't have a whole lot returning in the run game. They only rushed for 1,300 yards last year as a team. I don't really see that improving a whole lot. Uh, they were able to, of course, have Nate Brown, uh, Georgia kid, at receiver. I think Javon Moore is going to step up for them as well. And then, of course, the Alabama transfer, Chris Black, should provide them some, some pass receiver depth you know, at, at the position. I still think they're going to struggle a little bit on offense. But, you know, you never know what, what can happen, what Heifel's going to bring in. Their their offensive line, they did lose, I think, almost their whole starting offensive line uh, when they had five seniors last year. So, we're definitely going to be younger there. That O-line will probably take a step back, which is, certainly doesn't help. Um, so, with, with youth and inexperience, and then uh, they're probably going to be a little bit smaller there as well with, with the faster – offense. Uh defensively they were they were supposed to be just back to their dominant self again with guys like uh Harold Brantley and Walter Brady coming back, but those guys are both gone. Uh they still got Josh Augusta and Charles Harris on the defensive line and of course Terry Beckner. Uh but he's going off of a knee injury so you and he was quote unquote reinstated after a, a big marijuana arrest in the off season. He is reinstated by the way. Um but anytime you have him, along with Augusta, who I believe is about 330, 340, that's a good start for your for your defense. Secondary-wise, I, I I don't know what they're going to have right there, but um, I don't know. They should be very good defensively, but they, they certainly lost out with uh, Brady and Brantley being let go from the team. Record-wise, I'm, I'm looking at around five, or five and six for them right now. Um, I think I had them going – I had them losing to West Virginia. They opened in Morgantown. I got them dropping that. I have them beating Eastern Michigan, uh, skipping the Georgia game. They should beat Delaware State. I think they'll lose to LSU. Unfortunately, I think they'll lose to Florida. I'll say they beat Middle Tennessee State. I think they'll beat maybe beat Kentucky. Uh, should beat South Carolina. I think they lose to Vandy lose to Tennessee, and lose to Arkansas. And that is your Missouri Tiger preview, my friends. What do you hey, think? A lot, of people, a lot of people don't talk about it. I think, I think Missouri may be in more trouble than South Carolina, dude. I mean, I was shocked. I knew they struggled offensively last year. I didn't realize they were next to last in the country. That's crazy. I, I think I think they may struggle the most out of all the first year head coaches. Yeah, especially I, I think, I think Vanderbilt and South Carolina might take them. Yeah, they could be. Uh, I just I don't know about South Carolina, dude. I mean that's. I mean I know about them in a few minutes. We'll know a lot more when I give you all my preview. But <laughs> um, it's I, I, don't I just I just want to know which game must jump. Finally blows a gasket. 
Vanderbilt? <laughs> Is that like game one? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Should be Vanderbilt. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I, it's it's tough. It really is to kind of predict these two, especially those two teams, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Missouri's got a lot of problems outside of football, too. I think I was reading something the other day that their enrollment was down almost 25% this year. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah, a they got, they got all kinds of issues out there. With all the protests and everything that were going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Jason, you got the Ole Miss Rebels? Let's see. Which week will they finally be put on probation? <laughs> <laughs> They have a tough schedule, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, that's like, that's like wow tough. Yeah, September is ridiculous. I mean, other than wild. I, mean, I, I don't really think they got a good chance of starting off one and three. That's what I'm thinking. I mean, I definitely have them losing to Florida State and Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, then you got our game. Then, I mean, didn't Memphis beat them last year? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. I'm assuming Memphis lost a lot, though. I mean, they lost their coach. They lost their starter. Yeah, no, no, I, quarterback. Quarterback. I still haven't beaten Memphis. But then after all five of those are home games. Right. And then after that, they go on the road to Arkansas, which they could easily lose. They go on the road to LSU, which they could easily lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, you know, I mean, they got, they got Auburn and Southern after that at home. And then they have uh, at Texas A&M, at Vandy, and then, of course, versus Mississippi State. So, I mean, yeah. I have them losing two out of the first three. Then we won't go over to the Georgia game. I'd say they beat Memphis probably at home. What's that, two and two? I think Arkansas <laughs> might beat them and LSU. Yeah. What's that, two and four? I then that. I got them beating Auburn and Southern. I'd make it four and four. Mm, I'd say beat Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, and Mississippi State. I'd go seven and four without the Georgia game. Right. I just don't see them. I think Arkansas is probably the big – Arkansas and Georgia are probably the big swing games. I think they lose Florida State, Alabama, and LSU definitely. So, I mean, they could go anywhere from three losses to five mm-hmm. losses, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's any way they beat Alabama three years in a row. I, yeah, I, don't, I just don't think they're doing it this year. And then I like where the Georgia game falls right after that Alabama game. So, you know, they're going to put everything they got into that game. Yeah, because even if – whether they win or lose, I feel like Georgia's got a good advantage. Mm-hmm. If they Brad, lose – I knew out of the first three games, Florida State and Alabama, and then they play us. I'm like, heck, yeah. 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 I just wish that Missouri game for us was in the afternoon so we can get home. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of playing at night. Yeah. I got a feeling. I don't know if this one will be the 3.30 game or be another night game. I bet it, I bet it being an old myth would probably be night. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I do. I, I'd say – I'd say three to five losses with Georgia and Arkansas being the swing games. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Now, Florida State team, I mean, they may be the home team, but it is in Orlando, by the way. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would I'd probably say four losses total, not splitting the games with Georgia and Arkansas, I would right. think. Yeah, and everybody's really high on Ole Miss. They've got talent. Jason and I kind of touched on this earlier. I mean, if those true freshmen were still in the – if they were, say, redshirt freshmen, haven't been in the program for a while, I could kind of see it. But I I just – I can't 100% buy into true freshmen coming in and step and filling the shoes of Laramie Tunsil, Robert Kandichi, and, and Levante Treadwell. I mean, I just – that's just – that's a big chunk to bite off right there to me. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I don't see how they, – they don't take a step back this year. I mean, mm-hmm. like, that schedule's rough early on. And then, they, you know, they lost a bunch on defense too. Right. Chad, Chad Keller's going to have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. And I – and I'm not even – I know he's the most experienced returning quarterback. I'm not 100% sold on him. I'm not sure that he's all as grounded as people really want and need your quarterback to really be, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I could be completely wrong. but um, How many teams does he play for? Uh, Clemson got run off. Played he's on that. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there, was, there wasn't a fourth one. I couldn't remember. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Hey, I would. Uh, I'll say too. Keeping an eye out for uh, for Dietrich being Dukes. He might. He might get a a good bit of playing time for him this year. Uh, that's right. I forgot he was over there. Is he staying at linebacker or is he fullback again? Ah, uh, linebacker. Okay. Good deal, good deal. Who was up next? Let's see. Tennessee. Tennessee, I got Tennessee. All right. All right, so they returned nine starters on offense, nine on defense. <clears throat> and they lost um they lost Kurt Majit and uh their pair of safeties, so they'll be replacing the safeties. And of course, you know, they got Jalen Hurd back, and then Jalen Reeves may have been at linebacker. And the Barry Twins, the one that's the good kick returner, Evan Barry. Mm-hmm. And then they got the quarterback, Josh Dobbs. But, you know, I still think he's kind of overrated. And of course, Cameron Sutton, who we all can't stand. Mm-hmm. But, um,. I put this as far as a strength and a weakness. I put Josh Dobbs on both of those lines. Plus, he could be a strength for him, or he could be, you know, he could be a weakness for him too. And they they got to find the left tackle. They think it's probably going to be Drew Richmond. I don't know if y'all remember him, Tip from mm-hmm. Memphis. They kind of switched and went to him on signing day. He was a huge and, name. Yeah. Former uh, Field Street Forum alumni. Yep. Uh, they got a good, some good wide receivers, and we know the the one-two punch at running back with Kamara there, and Derek Barnett's really good at rushing the passer. 
uh, I haven't read too much about Khalil McKenzie recently. I'm sure they probably expect big things from him. Mm-hmm. And he's a defensive tackle from California. And see, they're kind of lacking a little depth at linebacker. And then, but well, you know, the big hire for him was Bob Shoup. So I think he's really going to make Butch Jones look like a a pretty good coach this year. Mm-hmm. And me, me personally, I think they've got enough talent and experience to win the East and make the the championship game and be the first time in nine seasons if they're able to do that. So let's see. I got them. They open with Appalachian State. That's a Thursday night game. I've got to win in that one. The Virginia Tech game in Bristol, that one's kind of interesting. i got to win in that one, but I think that's going to be a good game. Mm-hmm. They play Ohio next. i got to win in that one. And then Florida comes into town, and we know they've lost 11 straight, and they've, they've basically just blown the game the last two seasons. So I think they're going to win it, but I put it as a loss. They're going to have to win that game before. I'm going to predict them to win that one. Right. So we'll skip the Georgia game. I think they go to Texas A&M. I could see them losing that game, but especially if they're coming off two straight losses, I think they have to find a way to win that game. Mm -hmm. And then they'll be all geeked up for Alabama coming in. But they're 0-9 versus Saban when he's a Bama. So I'm going to put a loss there too. Mm. Then they got an off week. They go to South Carolina. They should win that one. Then they play Tennessee Tech. They should win that one. Should beat Kentucky, Missouri, and at Vanderbilt. So I've got them going without the Georgia game. I got them going nine and two. Yeah. If if Georgia has any chance to win the East, I think over Tennessee, they, Tennessee has to lose early because you're not going to, you're not, they're not going to lose late. <laughs> I mean, af, after that bye week, after that bye week is about as easy of an SEC schedule as you can have. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Even though they've lost to Georgia. South Carolina last, or no, they beat them last year, but they lost the two previous years, didn't they? I believe. But that's that's a, that's a long time ago in South Carolina terms, I guess. Yeah. I think the Tennessee-Georgia game could be the one that eventually ends up deciding the East. It really could be. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I'll tell you this, man. Me and, uh, me and Dre were talking about this earlier in the podcast. I love it when Chevy comes on and does these things, man. Cause he like does all his reads. Like, man, these guys are coming back. These guys are coming back. This guy's going. This guy's just <laughs> playing like this. This guy. I mean, detail, man. I'm like, heck yeah. Now, now I know all about him. I do all this, <laughs> and I'm like, Hugh Freeze sucks, mother. You're gonna lose every game. Oh, real quick on what about Hugh Freeze's dumbass doing the funeral for himself to his players for motivation? Did you see that? Man, come on. What a moron. I didn't- I didn't click on it. I saw somebody post the link, but uh, I didn't click on it. Why? I mean, first off, he's taking he, – the only reason – he said he did it because there was, I guess, a plane crash in, old, in Oxford or something. Gosh. And, like, six old Miss people die. I mean, do you think those families really appreciate him using their name, their, their sake for 
to motivate his players, for God's sake? I don't know. I thought it was kind of What are you doing? He had a funeral for him himself, wanting his for players himself. to feel sorry that he was dead. Yeah, to, to hear what they would say and to let them know that no one escapes death and to kind of, uh, you know, life is short, make make long-term decisions kind of Fresh, thing. That, pressure, that kind of he, He's smoking that synthetic weed too now. No kidding. Yeah. Even if the guy has some of tons gonna, of stuff, I guess. He's going to tempt fates what he's going to do. <laughs> I mean, wow. I, I, that was a little too many, on, too many hits on that bong mask. <laughs> so I don't know, but yeah, but I don't know Tennessee, and it's you know as far as Tennessee goes, it's it's tough to be it's tough to take that last step from being the you know the hunter to being the hunted. Well, they, I mean they beat us last year, but it was it was close. I mean we dropped a couple <laughs> a couple of big yeah. ones if you remember. <clears throat> Oh yeah, dropped yeah, dropped a couple and just that was the worst ahead. tackling game I've ever seen. We didn't have Chubb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, freaking out with Chubb. Yeah, the one drive they converted two fourth downs, and right. then Sony takes the ball out of the end zone near halftime instead of just you know playing it safe, and he fumbles. So then they score right. again. So that was just. That was coaching, and and I think we panicked once we lost Chubb. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and they were kind of due. I mean, they'd, we'd, oh, yeah, we'd they we we couple by them. I mean, you're not going to get all of them, right? I think we're going to. No, I think they're. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the exact same place, but they're at a point now to where it's almost time for Sergeant Slaughter to put up or shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the year. If they're going to win the East, this is it. I mean, they, they still got a little bit of inexperience in the secondary, but supposedly now the Warriors have been having a good fall camp for them. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're just like us and everybody else. Every Everybody's having a good fall camp for everybody. Yeah. I mean, they, they're at the point where it's time to prove it on the field. They have to prove they can beat Florida. Of course, they've proven they can beat mm-hmm. us. They beat us last year, so, I mean, we can't really say anything. They right. run, whatever, blah blah blah. What's but I mean, they they just class? they're at a point where, honestly, they they they're at a point where they have to do what I think was a big part of what ultimately got Martin Rick fired. They they have to put it all mm-hmm. together this year. Yeah, and this is the year. They don't. I mean, I mean, they're recruiting it in, in what has been the past few years now. I mean, they got mm-hmm. lucky with a lot of uh, a lot of legacy recruits coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yep. McKenzie, I mean, uh, the Berries, I mean, there's a ton of them all right there together. And a lot of them are highly ranked. Well, I mean, they they got lucky with that. You know, they could throw the whole, you know, I know we suck, but we have a new coach. We can be playing time right off the bat, blah, blah, blah. They can't really do that anymore. I mean, this is this is their year to put it together. And if, if they don't, then they, they could end up being in trouble from it. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're listening to Field Street Forum Radio. We're doing our Know Thy Enemy segment that we do before the season each year where we go through each of the opponents and their schedules and what they have coming back. Uh, yours truly here, the real Dre, Jason Harry Dog, Chevy Dog, and Blue also joining us tonight. Uh, let's see, I guess 
South Carolina. Any other any final thoughts on on Tennessee? No, that's really all I got on there. Like y'all are saying, they they better put up this year because if not, they're going to get left behind the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, could you? I think I tell you this. I I think to win the East and play whoever Alabama, LSU, whoever is going to be in the West. I think Josh Dobbs is going to have to prove that he can do more than run the ball. Oh yeah, no question. And I think he's, I think he's got to really step up to like, instead of like fifty-five percent, you know, completion percent. He needs to get up around sixty, sixty-five percent. And I don't know if he can really do that consistently. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I mean just from looking at him, I think you know he's a good team leader, and I think they all respect him and all that. So he's got that going. He's a good athlete. He can obviously run the ball, but and the giant forehead. I, I, I think for them to be able to do it, he's 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 going to have to prove that he can do both. That he can throw the ball too. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if he can. Not to the point of them winning the East. Yeah, I agree. All right, South Carolina Gamecocks. Of course, have a new coach, Will Muschamp. I believe they're going to have another true freshman starter in uh, Brandon McElwain. Uh, they do still have Perry Orth and Lorenzo Nunez, who I kind of liked last year a little bit, to be honest. Um, I thought he, I thought he brought a nice dimension to their game, but it seems like McElwain's probably Nunez to the next level as far as talent goes. Um, of course, they lose the big tight end. They lose uh, Farrell Cooper, who was practically their entire offense last year. Uh, this year looks like maybe Debo Samuel, maybe one-time Georgia commit Christian Owens will kind of have to be make some plays for him. I don't know. Owens might even be a tight end now. I don't know. I think the, I know. I did see him get some red zone red zone passes in their spring game. You know, he made a catch there in the end zone. Um, running back wise, they lost Wilds, who's actually showing out pretty well with the Falcons. Um, I don't know who they're gonna who's gonna really run the ball for them. They, I think they're gonna have to kind of do it by committee if you don't know the truth of it. It it, it can't be a good thing for South Carolina when you do some research on them. They're like, mm-hmm. and their playmakers on offense are, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's, really. It's gonna be Damian uh, Williams, but Muschamp didn't exactly give him a, a heap of praise the other day after practice. <laughs> Right, yeah. So, I mean, I just don't know who it's going to be. I mean, they didn't really bring anybody in in, the, in this past recruiting class at running back either. So, um, defensively, it's. I mean, is this weird how similar this is turning into the Florida situation, at least from the beginning? You know, I mean, he's got the same coordinator, lacks mm-hmm. playmakers on the offensive side, young quarterback that he's going with. Defense is going to have to carry him, but he's already lost probably their best defensive player in Sky Moore, the linebacker, so he's going to be out all year already. T.J. Holloman's going to have to step up and be that leader on defense, the linebacker. Uh, they do have Marcavius Lewis and Darius English on the offensive line. He was their leading sacker last year. Secondary, they supposedly brought in this great secondary class, but I... I don't know. It's hard to win with true freshmen in the secondary. I don't, to me, I don't know. Um, is Bryson Allen Williams even getting a whole lot of – he started out getting some playing time, but I, I think he didn't play as much at, down the road or down the line last year. 
I don't know if he got hurt or what, but you just didn't really see his name much. You guys have any insight? I don't think they're going to help but to play him. They're going to be able to, I mean, they're not going to be able to help but to play him. Yeah. May have to play him at receiver. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I've, looking at their schedule, uh, let's see. All right. <laughs> they open at Vanderbilt, first game of the year. I, I'm kind of leaning Vanderbilt. I think they've got similar defenses as far as talent goes. And scheme-wise, they're both very good defensive teams, defensive coaches. But I think Vanderbilt actually has more coming back on offense. And it's at home, too. So I'm going to go yeah. with, with Vanderbilt on that one. Uh, that would be like a 13-10 game or something. Yeah, I mean, really good. Uh, they had two Mississippi State. They could win that. Maybe they have the extra couple of days to get ready for that. I'm not expecting a whole lot from Mississippi State this year either, to be honest. Uh, losing the Dak Prescott era is over. And uh, Mississippi State could be in for a long season. I don't know. So I, I could kind of give South Carolina that one. Uh, East Carolina, I'll I'll say South Carolina can win that one. But I, I'm not 100% sold, if you can probably tell. Um, at Kentucky, I will go with the Wildcats in that. Uh, Texas A&M comes to town. I will say Texas A&M takes that one as well. Uh, the Georgia game, we will hold off on. I do think they can beat UMass. I'm confident in saying that. <laughs> uh, Tennessee heads over. I will, I, you have to take the Vols in that one. Uh, Missouri, we kind of touched on that earlier. I, I think Missouri can take that one. But, again, that may be another 10-7 game. I don't know. It's really a toss-up. I don't think they beat Florida in Gainesville especially. I believe they'll take Western Carolina, and I highly doubt that they will beat Clemson in the finale. Uh, so what is that? One, two, three, four. Four and seven without the Georgia game. And that's – honestly, that I guess five and six could be best-case scenario if you give them the Missouri game. I mean, is there any other toss-up games that you – Give them maybe yeah. maybe Vanderbilt I guess I don't know I, I think I think Man. South Carolina fans are just gonna have to be patient with him and hope yeah. you know it is kind of a similar situation that he had in Florida sucks for him but I think they're gonna have to be patient and hope and hope that he recruits different this time around because he did inherit a bad situation on offense in Florida he had right. a great situation on defense. And he kept recruiting defense really, really good. Right. But he was, he, yeah, I mean, he kept getting defensive players in. But he, I don't know, I mean, I don't know if it was just the, the idea of, hey, it's must champ, he's a defensive guy, I'm not committing, you know, whatever. But he can't get an offensive player on the team, man. Yeah. I don't know. So, I, I guess best case scenario would be, at the very, very best, to be like six and five, maybe. But I really think four and seven is probably about right with him. Now, tell me this: I'm already hearing people saying, "Oh, Muschamp's in trouble if South Carolina starts out, you know, four wins this year, three wins this year." I, 
I agree with you, Jay. I think you've got to give him time. I mean, as much as I don't really care for his personality or whatever you want to call it, I think you got to give him at least three to four years, at least a full recruiting class, recruiting cycle. Yeah, and, and hope and hope he recruits different. Because plus, the whole staff this is, uh, is this is on uh, this is on their uh, athletic director too. I mean, he's the one that hired him. He's the one that picked him or picked right. him CS after four or five turned him down, whatever it was. But, you know, it's it's attached to the athletic director they have now. So yeah. unless it's a situation where they're going to get rid of both, uh, I think the athletic director almost has to stick with them, tell them, I mean, that's his name on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, supposedly Herman was a done deal until they lost to the Citadel or whoever it was last year. No, Charleston Southern. No, it was, it was the Citadel. It was the Citadel. And then... Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Rich Rod had agreed to it, and he'd changed his mind. So he's kind of your third, fourth, fifth choice, possibly. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. I, I mean, it's fine with me. I hope they struggle like crazy. If you don't know the truth, though, but we'll just have to wait back and see. And like I said, I do know. I do feel like he brought in a lot, a much better recruiting coaching staff than what they had previously. So. You know, they should bring in more talent. People that hopefully it's people that Georgia don't want from Georgia. Probably people that Clemson don't want, doesn't want, and then Florida and Florida State don't want. And down in 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 the state of Florida, that's kind of what they're going to have to to work with. I think if you don't know the truth of it, and then luck out with maybe some kids who just grew up loving South Carolina, possibly. You know, or their family did, or maybe yeah. they're clowny fans. You know, when they were little kids, so it kind of embedded it in their mind that they love, they like South Carolina. That's that's going to be their hope right now. I don't know. Even though they have a great recruiting staff, we'll have to see what they can do on the field. All right. Are you in between? In between doing these, you got a. Uh... Sam Madden has been out the past two weeks because he had mono. Oh crap! So that's where that's where he's been. Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about that. He, I think he fits right in with with Coach Pittman though, as far as attitude and and size. So I think we can hopefully see some big things from him this year. That mono stuff that can linger for a while though. That sure the heck can. Yeah. Can really put you behind the eight ball with it too. Is he starting to pick up the offense now? Because I know they had said, because you know he's got some some learning, I don't know if call them disabilities or just some struggles, and he was having a little more issue than some of the others picking up the offense. Yeah, as far as I know, I haven't heard. Yeah, I think he's just been out so much. You know, anything bad or anything. Yeah. All right. Well, how about uh, Vanderbilt? Was that next? Is that you there, Jason? Was oh, that me? I think so. <clears throat> I'm telling you, I want Vanderbilt to do good. I like uh, I like oh, what's his face. I like Mason. Yeah. I I think they're the. I, I, Kind of think they're going to improve this year, to be honest. But I really, I really do. 
because I don't think uh, uh, they have a different quarterback coming in this year. So, so that should help them. They, you know, they kind of struggled with a guy from Georgia last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do yeah. think they start off beating South Carolina mm. in Nashville. I think they beat Middle Tennessee in Nashville. I think they beat Georgia Tech in Western Kentucky, to be honest. I think they can start off 4-0. You know what? I, when I looked at that, too, I, I thought they had a good chance at it. I, I really I really do, unless, you know, I mean, sometimes Tech can be tricky because of the little Mickey Mouse middle school offense that Fry <laughs> runs. So, I mean, I mean I, it may be a toss-up, but I'm going Vandy starting off 4-0. Right. But then there comes the bad news. They got Florida, Kentucky, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, then Tennessee State, which, you know, I mean, I think they can win that. I think the Auburn game might be a good game. Yeah. But, I mean, Vandy, you know, I mean, you give it to Mason, they have a tough defense, man. And by then, Auburn will either probably either have their offense rolling or have a new head coach. So, I mean, they could be in shambles by then. Yeah, because that'll be the yeah. first first week in November. Yeah, I mean, that's the first week in November. They could be in shambles by then, you know, just according to how, how the season goes and who they pick to start and, and all that. From what a lot of people said, Auburn doesn't have a – I mean, their defense isn't like head and shoulders above last year, so that can't be good news. And then none of the quarterbacks are they're kind of in the same situation we are. They have three and nobody's standing out. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Franklin's probably the most athletic. So, um, I mean, that could help them against Vandy, but I don't, they might be over. I think, I think, ah. let's see, four, four and two, five and two. I might go seven and four, dude. I say beat Auburn and Missouri, lose Ole Miss and Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably being nice. That's but seven four without the Georgia game. You know what? They, they and I'll say you might think I'm crazy, but they tend to play Ole Miss tough every year or whenever they play. And you know what? This is Vandy, so I wouldn't say they win every game. I pick them too just because <laughs> it's Vandy. So I'll, I'll give them a say six and six on the season. Yeah. With. Tech and Auburn kind of being kind of being swing games. Mm-hmm. Probably Tech, Auburn, and Missouri. You know, just because Missouri kind of know what they have by November twelfth too. Right. So I mean, they have a couple that they could win or lose. I six and any if they play perfect, seven and five. Right. What about? I mean, tell me this: they're going to Bowling Green to play Western Kentucky. I mean, who knows? A lot of schools are doing that now. I guess. But... I mean, Ole Miss went to Memphis. For uh, that's, that's true. So, I mean, a lot of them are doing that now. I just don't think it's a, like a... I just don't think it's like a 3-9 and nine Vanderbilt team. Five, no. You know, anywhere from 5-7 and seven to 7-5 seven and five if everything goes right for them. I mean, really, defensively... You win two out of those three swing games with at Georgia Tech, at Auburn, and at Missouri. If they can win two out of three of those, then 
They're six and six. I mean, would you say would you say they're upper half of the SEC and defensively? Lower upper half. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be better than Alabama, Ole Miss. I don't think they'll be better than Georgia's. Mm-hmm. LSU. Yeah, it won't be better than LSU's. You know, the typical ones up there. Right. I think they'll be better than. I think they'll probably have a better defense than South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. because of the yeah. talent-wise right now, I think most definitely Richard with South Carolina out there with their D, but I don't think he has the talent to do it. I think it's like Auburn last year. There's a ton of talent there right now for really right. saying, oh, that's a must-have defense. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The defense is going to have to force a, a lot of turnovers. I'm still not too sold on them offensively. And they got the good running back, Ralph Webb. But after him, you know, if he gets banged up, who's going to run the ball? They don't really have mm-hmm. receivers that have, have done a lot either. So the defense, and that that's Mason's specialty. So, you know, he took it over this past season, calling the plays and everything, and it worked pretty well for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can make that next step and become an elite defense. Yep. Yeah, I think I think they'll – I think they're definitely going bowling, you think, this year? Well, I don't I think know. I, uh, it's going to be close. Yeah. I, I think they, if they can win one or two games on the road, they might have a chance. Right, right, right. Yeah. That all not, drop, not drop one of those early games, for sure, for mm-hmm. them, those first four. But I was looking, I think it said they've beaten Auburn the last two times they played them. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess for some reason I like the offense, so I picked Missouri, South Carolina, and then Florida. So. <laughs> All juggernauts there. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Florida is the defending SEC East champion. Uh, I feel like the biggest reason for that is just play calling and coaching ability that McElwain has. Uh, Luke Del Rio was just named their starter. Of course, uh, McElwain had a little bit of familiarity with him when Del Rio was at Alabama, and, of course, McElwain was the offensive coordinator. Um, I don't necessarily think Del Rio is a big-time playmaker for them, but I think he's kind of a you know in that playmaker or a game manager type of role. Um, they're going to have to get production from uh, junior college running back Mark Thompson, who's replacing Kelvin Taylor. Uh, offensive line, despite really having a lot of known talent, has performed well last year or two, uh, and I think they're going to want to see more of that. Uh, they are dealing with a little bit of injury, I guess. Antonio Riles is out. I believe he's already out for the season, if I'm not mistaken. Not 100% sure on that, but I think that's right. Um, and you have to get big-time performance from Antonio Callaway, and you have to hope for a Florida fan that he's not too stoned to want to play, um, which seems to be one of his big defenses that he likes to, to use sometimes. Um, defensively, I think Jeff Collins is going to bring a lot of pressure from all over the place. They don't really have one dominant type of, of you know disruptor on the defensive line, but they had seven players with three or more sacks last year, including our boy C.C. Jefferson and uh, Brian Cox. 
Uh, Jared Davis should be the, the big time defensive juggernaut on that on that defense. Uh, secondary lost some players, obviously, with Vernon Hargraves and Keanu Reeves, but uh, they should still be just as pretty pretty damn good with Jalen Tabor as their main defensive back, shut down corner supposedly, and uh, but they have to hope that he is focused and. You know, you never know. Some of these kids start looking ahead to the NFL and kind of protecting themselves for that. Um, and they had nothing from the kicking spot last year, but they brought in another JUCO in uh, Eddie Pinheiro that they hope can provide them some stability at the kicking spot. Uh, going through their schedule. Looking at it, I... I Kind of felt like they were probably eight and three, nine and two, but it could also drop down to seven and four, depending on how it breaks. But uh, they open with UMass; that's a win. They should be Kentucky at home. North Texas is at home, so that's three and zero. Oh. Then they head to to Tennessee, and I'm kind of with Chevy. I mean, until you know, until Tennessee beats them, I think you have to go with Florida. I know they almost beaten them the last two years, but so that's four and zero. Oh. Uh, Vanderbilt could be a interesting game. Vanderbilt maybe should have beaten them last year, but you know I don't I don't see it happening. So that is five and zero. Hopefully LSU beats them, uh, even though it is in Gainesville. Seems like they play in Gainesville every year. I don't know why, but um, so that's what five and one. Yeah, five and one. Missouri so it should be a win for Florida. Six and one. Georgia, we will see. I they're going on the road to face Arkansas. I'm kind of leaning Razorbacks right there. That you that know, one could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, two losses. South Carolina they should win. Sorry, blue cover years, but I think they beat Presbyterian. And then uh, oh, I don't. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't see them beating Florida State in Tallahassee this year. So that's at least three losses without the Georgia game. That's where I got them at nine and three. So, like I said, if they can take the Arkansas game, that's only two losses. Or LSU, you never know what what's going to happen there. Um, so that's about it. Pretty easy schedule early on for sure until they get to the meat of their SEC schedule. Thoughts? Can they? Re- can they repeat in the East? I, I certainly hope not. I don't know who's going to step up. Can Del Rio make a huge difference for them? I, I don't know if he can. I mean, Honestly, I think it could be either one of the three of Georgia, Tennessee, and Florida. Yeah, yeah. Just according to how much we can put, you know, how much we can put together. To be honest, right? How many of our questions are going to be answered? And, and you know. And the way we need them to be answered, uh, I mean, I think we got a shot. Right. Yeah, I agree. The folks I talked to say Del Rio though is a pretty good quarterback. I think he's I think he's gonna he's gonna do a lot better than people think. And that yeah. kind of scares me. It's just weird though, I mean I guess they can just he can decide to go wherever, but He's he's the he may be the one you're thinking of, Blue, but he's been at like four schools or five. He, schools. he is, yeah. and I mean he sat out last year, but he was supposedly better than anybody they had. He just couldn't play. Right. He, he walked on at Alabama. 
and then went out somewhere west or somewhere in Colorado when his dad was coached there with the Broncos. And then I think Oregon State. Right. And now he's here in Florida. I mean, how the hell can the kid transfer four times? And he still has three years to play, supposedly. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> we'll see that he may be on his back a lot because last year Florida gave up 45 sacks, which is the most, I think it says, since 2005 in the SEC. Mm-hmm. So unless that offensive line's improved, he may be on his back a lot. Mm-hmm. I think probably McElwain wants him to – I would think you'd have to kind of figure he would – get rid of the ball a lot faster than Treon would would try to make a play or something, you know? He's, anybody, anybody's going to be better than Treon. Yeah. Well, he beat us twice. I know. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, Unreal how that happened. But, I don't know. I mean, hey, let's, do, uh, let's do Miami real quick before we go. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see uh, who's up next. Kentucky. Who's up, Kentucky? All right, Kentucky. We'll just go through them real quick. All right. All right, here we go. So they open. Make sure I got the right thing. I think the open was Southern Miss. I got them winning that one. Losing against Florida. You know, they've lost. 29 in a row to Florida, so probably not going to be this year. <laughs> Beat New Mexico State, got them beat in South Carolina. Losing Alabama, they never won in Tuscaloosa. Hmm. I got them beating Vanderbilt. Then off the bye week, I got them beating Mississippi State. Losing at Missouri, skip Georgia. Losing Tennessee, beat Austin P, and lose at Louisville. So I've got them going. You got them going six and five. So they should get to go to a bowl game this year. Mm-hmm. Because most of their games, if you look at the key games, are at home. But they yeah. got a lot of question marks too. Different with this, this quarterback. I think he played the last two games of the year. That's why. That's why Patrick Tolles he bolted. But they're replacing all but one starter on the front seven. So. <laughs> Oh, that could be a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. Is that uh, Drew Barker, I guess, the quarterback? Yeah, Drew Barker. Um, and, the, I mean, they should score some points, don't you think? I mean, because they got the, the – well, yeah, Boone Williams they, and uh, the other little – Nine starters on offense. Yeah. Two good running backs. The Williams was committed mm-hmm. to Georgia, and then uh, yeah. that little running back that killed uh, – South Carolina, was it last year or year before? With the Wildcat? Yeah. Yeah. So that's two solid running backs that they should have, I would think. And Barker was a, he was a big recruit for them in that 14 class, so. Yeah. They're expecting big things from him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they have on the outside, but. Yeah, let's see. They got all their wide receivers return. Oh, wow. And four of the starting OL returns, so it's just hmm. going to be that front seven on defense. It's going to be an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you think that's enough? Stoops to kind of – he's kind of getting a little bit of criticism lately with 
not get into a bowl game at least. But. Yeah, well, they blew that lead in the Louisville game. They yeah. just tightened up. They they were going bowling if they could win that game. Yeah. So if he can get into a bowl game, because now, you know, they're starting to pour some money into the football program, and that's when mm-hmm. you better start producing when you cost some right. people yeah. money. I have to uh, have to make my Kentucky yearly pick. Kentucky, Kentucky beats Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> it seems like I always get Kentucky and always pick them to beat Florida. Well, so like, so kind of close. two years ago, you know, that bad call in overtime. Yeah. yeah. Overtime or near the end of the game, just a horrible call. Yeah, and I and that's the first year I picked them to beat Florida, and they almost did and maybe looked smart, mm-hmm. but they got <laughs> screwed. And so ever since, and it's like, Kentucky, damn it, they're going to beat Florida. <laughs> I think I'd have beat them sometime. I mean, 29 in a row. That's a, that's unheard of. I mean, they're going to make it an even 30 for God's sake. Come on. No, it's over. They beat Florida this year, I'm telling you. <laughs> All right, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right, Jason. You're up, homie. Who we got? Auburn. Oh, well, that's easy. I mean, do you really want to know? I mean, what are they going to do this year? I don't know. They're going to suck. <laughs> They're going to suck sweaty ball facts. <laughs> like they do every year. And then take all these guys up to Pat Dye's cabin and pay them to come play. And then suck sweaty ball facts the next year. Oh, let's be Clemson at home. They're going to lose that one 150 to nothing. Shut out. <laughs> Arkansas State at home. That'll be closer. Only 80 to nothing. Shut out. <laughs> uh, I like trucks. Over trucks. Texas A&M at home. Uh, 100 to nothing. Shut out. LSU. Leonard Fournette is going to actually run through Truga Trey. And actually cut his body in half when he does it. <laughs> That's going to be 200 to nothing. And then you got oh, the ULM Warhawks. you got to watch out for the Warhawks. <laughs> I mean, they're strong this year. So, I mean, you're looking at like 75 to nothing there. I mean, that's what, 0 and 5. All five of those games are at home. Right. Over and over and over and over and over. Then uh, Mississippi State. So, I mean, Mississippi State's going to be down some this year. I agree with that. So, they'll only beat them like 80 to nothing. And shut out. They score zero points on the season, by the way, if you hadn't called that. Right. <laughs> then they have Arkansas at home. You know, that big offensive line that Sam Pittman built is just going to – I mean, that supposed great Auburn defensive line is going to get their asses rolled all over the place. By that time, uh, oh, what's the big defensive end? From Georgia, Carl Adams or Lawson? Yeah, Lawson. Lawson will be hurt by the Arkansas game, so <laughs> they won't have to worry about him. And then uh, my, my Travis Adams, he, you know, he's so fat he'll be too tired to play against Arkansas. Especially <laughs> they have to go to Ole Miss. Ole Miss is going to steamroll them. That's like 160 to nothing. See, the interesting one could be Vandy because, I mean, Vandy's up this year. So instead of only being 60 to nothing this year, it's going to be 80 to nothing. 
We won't really talk about when they come to Athens because, I mean, we're just going to steamroll them and beat the shit out of their fans as they crawl out of the freaking stadium. Jackasses. Then, <laughs> oh, big man, Alabama A&M in Auburn. I mean, who does I think Alabama A&M are going to beat the crap out of them? <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, that's 40 to nothing right there. They won't score a point, I'm telling you. <laughs> and then, of course, they have to go to Alabama, and, you know, I mean, Alabama's a big brother, and, you know, they're the ugly stepsister. So, I mean, you know how that turns out. I don't even know why the hell they have the SEC championship game on their schedule. <laughs> I mean, they just, like, cut that off for good. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's 0-12, and they'll be outscored by a total of uh, 1,510 to zero for the season. <laughs> How about this? If, if, if let's say Arkansas State does beat them, that'd be kind of that could be the game that pretty much gets Malzahn fired. And that was his former school. Mm-hmm. What if, if Arkansas State beats them and gets Malzahn fired? Here, no, no we're going to make it a little bit harder. Arkansas State and ULM. If they lose those two games and Malzahn gets fired, I will get a videotape. As long as y'all promise to bail me out of jail, I will get a videotape and run through Tigertown butt-naked <laughs> and toilet paper everything. I just thought you should get a, a Red Wolf tattoo if Arkansas State beats uh, beats. Arkansas. I'll get it. I'll get it. If, they, if Arkansas State and ULM beats them, and gets mouths on fire, I will take each of their logos and put one on the right cheek and one on the left <laughs> cheek and run butt naked through there. <laughs> and pull the paper everything. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> right. We are recorded, so. Recorded, baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, and then I'll then I'll I put one on the right and one on the left, and then I'll I'll get a picture of Malzahn and glue it right in the middle, right in the <laughs> hole. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, that's awesome. All right, well, now I'm gonna be huge Arkansas State. I'm a, I'm not going to be the cameraman, by the way. <laughs> oh no, that's the other thing. You have to be the cameraman. <laughs> that's part of the deal. You're recording it. Close ups and everything. <laughs> Close up of Gus. <laughs> exactly. Oh God. <laughs> I'd be like, right. Gus, go, go see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chevy. Say, save us on the Georgia Tech preview. <laughs> let's check. Let's see. Well, what did they go last year? Three and nine. Pretty, pretty rough year for them. Was one of the was one of those over Florida State? Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean, you know, they got Justin Thomas coming back, so he's probably gonna have a bounce back here. He's he's a pretty good player. 
you know, they got they got Keith Marshall's brother there. He's got home run ability if they, if they give him the ball. Mm-hmm. And I was reading one thing, and they're supposed to have their best front seven in over a decade, led by Patrick Gamble and uh, P.J. Davis, I believe. But they've had a bunch of injuries at offensive line during spring. Very young at the cornerback position. And you just don't know how the defense is going to do. They open up a Boston College in Ireland. That, that should be an interesting game. Mm-hmm. I got them winning that game. I got them beating Mercer. That Vanderbilt game could go either way, but since it's at Georgia Tech, I got them winning that one. And then Clemson comes in on that Thursday night. That could be an interesting game. I don't. I don't think Tech can beat them, but I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. Then Coach Rick will come into town and beat Georgia Tech like he always does. Mm-hmm. And then I think they go to Pittsburgh and lose, beat Georgia Southern. But that's a that's a close game like a couple years ago. And uh, coming off the bye week, they beat Duke at home. Then I got them losing to North Carolina there, and losing at Virginia Tech because I think Virginia Tech's going to be solid by about that time. Mm-hmm. Beat Virginia, and then of course they finish up there with us. So I think I got them going. I got them going six and five, maybe five and seven. They'll probably make a bowl game this year. I don't. I don't think they'll be as terrible as they were last year. Yeah, you know what? I've seen Georgia Southern, of course, on Tech schedule and on Ole Miss, and I. I was doing a preview for them uh, yesterday. That. I think Southern might surprise. I don't think they'll beat Ole Miss, but I think it'll be closer because they're coming off of, you know, some that the tough schedule. But I think they got a good shot with Tech, man. I really do, because they're not going to be intimidated by them. Because you, you mentioned that game a couple of years ago. A lot of those guys are mm-hmm. still there, yeah. and the Georgia game last year kind of, oh yeah, give them you know some in- inspiration. And granted, they went out and got their asses kicked by Georgia State the following week last year, but. Um, <laughs> But I think, it, you know, walking into Bobby Dodd Stadium is not going to be like, oh, my God, we can't beat this team, you know. A lot of those yeah. guys are back. Ellison and uh, Upshaw are back at quarterback. Ramsby and um, Breida are back at running back. So they they got a lot of kids back. I don't know about the offensive line. but And, you know, with Tyson Summers, I think they've got mm-hmm. a good chance to – make some, you know, be solid on defense, too. But yeah. Tech, you know, Tech is the toughest team to really predict, in my opinion, because you just you just don't know from year to year what they're going to do, man. Yeah. Hey, well, they're not supposed to do anything. That's when they were like world beaters. Yeah. That's and everybody that's was loving on them last year because, you know, they went to South Bend undefeated favorite in that game and just looked like hot garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think they started out, like you said, people were really high on them. They started out like mm-hmm. 15, 16 in the country in the preseason poll. So, yeah. Y'all pay attention to A.J. Gray, that safety that came out of my county. That kid is going to be something. Oh, yeah. And don't forget they got J.J. Green this year, too. Yeah. Yep. I think he yeah, could be a good fit in that because that's, I mean, not to make it a joke, but that that is his high school offense, basically, that triple option. It is. Mm-hmm. If you got, if you guys ever get a chance, kind of just kind of off topic a little bit, to ever go to a Rotary Club or Kiwanis or something and hear Tyson 
uh, speak, the Southern's mm-hmm. coach. That guy's an animal. Mm-hmm. Just, no, really. he, he is so old school, crew cut, high school coach from the late seventies, early eighties. It's scary. He's gonna he's gonna have an embolism giving one of those talks to the local club. He is he's <laughs> wide open. He is, he's gonna be something. I don't think he'll stay there long. Yeah, I think he could be a high riser. You know, quick quickly moving up the the ladder there professionally. I mean, I think he's very happy there and he'll like it there. But there's gonna be people after him in a little bit. Right. And they're talented. Sure. I was watching highlights of the Southern Georgia game, mm-hmm. and as sad as we looked, they looked good. I mean, that mm-hmm. team beat Florida, and they damn near beat us. They're they're not, yeah. they're they're legit. I mean, honest to God, that that quarterback, that lanky, I think it's a Upshaw. He was the fastest player on the field in the Georgia game last year. Yeah, I'm well. Jason Jason knows the running back coach. That guy went and got some speed. Right. Right. I mean, those boys are fast. Yep. And they so got a he, bunch of those two-star, you know, middle Georgia, south Georgia kids that people don't really know about, and mm-hmm. they they grow them up. I mean. And they brought in offensive coordinator. I know we're – but co-offensive coordinators, one was at Valdosta State, one was at Valdosta High, and they mm-hmm. brought them both in as co-offensive coordinators, so. They're going to triple option and they're going to run it out of the gun, kind of mm-hmm. like they did last year. But they're they're going to pass the ball a little more, I think, with because the, they're from that uh, kind of that fun, you know, Mike Leach type of you know how mummy type of offense is what they grew up in, mm-hmm. but not you know well, obviously got, not not strictly that. pretty good quarterbacks. They've got they've got a guy that's a runner, and but they've got a kid that can sling it. Yeah, and I don't know which one, and he didn't give any clue which one he was going to play. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the guys room together; they're good friends. And, yeah, uh, but they're totally different styles. Yeah, and they both played last year too, so they did. They're kind of used to it. So yeah, but yeah, Tech. I don't know. Uh, I kind of think six and six or so around there, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe got the X Factor, you know, they got on what's that guy's name? Brad Stewart. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> it's so you know, he's gonna he's gonna be the next probably the next Georgia Tech receiver that has probably thirty catches in his career mm-hmm. and then he'll go on to the NFL and, and have a have a solid career in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Kinda like Demarius Thomas and Calvin Johnson. Obviously, he had more, but uh, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Underutilized in college, and then go on and, and have a strong NFL career. If Tech ever gets rid of that mm-hmm. coach, they could come back. I know a lot of people don't think that, but we were talking about that on the site the other day. Yeah. I mean, they got a lot of things going for them if they just get the right coach. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, good job, dear Chevy, and. Uh, Jason, I guess Jason had he dropped the mic and left. Uh, he had to go get Luke. his tattoos ready. That's right. <laughs> he's, looking up, he's looking up logos. <laughs> <laughs> get his wife. Get get out the get out the sharpie. We got to lay this out for a guy. 
Uh, well, Blue, good to hear from you, buddy. Yes, uh, sir. Make make it a habit, my friend. All right, my um, But uh, yeah, till next. Oh, big thanks to uh, our guest, Mr. Jaleel Irvin. Give him a follow on Twitter. Let him know you enjoyed hearing him on the show. Again, thanks Chevy Blue and Jason Harry Dog. Give me a follow at the Real Dre on all social media. Give us a follow at Field ST Forum on Field on uh, Twitter and Facebook, and of course FieldStreetForum.com. The Classic City Chat. It's it's picking up. Like I said last week, it's starting to pick up a little bit. Getting some good in-depth discussion on things, and it's only going to get get crazier and more in-depth as we go closer we get to it. Like I told Jason earlier, it's it's game week, guys, for, for college football. starts up Friday night. Cal and Hawaii from, from Australia. Because <laughs> 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 I'll be, I'll, after I get home from high school games, I'll, I'll flip it on and watch it until I fall asleep, probably. Let me kick off at 10. All right, fellas. Get you there soon enough. Appreciate you, Dre. Exactly. No problem, brother. We'll holler at you next yep. time. Enjoy it. Good Appreciate to hear you, Chevy. You too, Blue. Take care. Take care. All right. Go dogs. Go dogs.